Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Eden, and I'm joined by Bonnie, Katie, and Leah talking about our one cool indigenous gal. Bonnie already talked about Elizabeth Wanamaker Petrovich, but before we dive back in, let's get to know something kind of random about our gal pals. So, what do I want to know? <laughs> what do you want to know? I want to know if <laughs> any of you have ever been to a drum circle, a sweat lodge, a native ritual, um, uh, a shaman story, or a uh, indigenous tribal gathering, like a power. Right. Ooh. Um, I've been to a drum circle. It was in Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> so it was one of those things where Savannah, um, down by uh, the Savannah River, um, had a lot of meetings of different cultures. And it was outside of a Buddhist store that they had this drum Ooh. circle. Uh, but it was this wonderful mix of cultures. And they were so such a mix of cultures, I couldn't even tell you what the nationality was. But it kind of felt like the United Colors of Bennington. Does that make yes. sense? You know what I mean? Like that yes. ad. Um, and I was really, at first I'm like going, oh no, I don't want to, you know, participate or anything, but it's really weird. That rhythm makes your heart like get in sync with it. Your heartbeat starts getting in the same thing. And then the next thing you know, you're just absolutely entranced by it. So, um, so once, and I've always meant to like, you know, go to another, go stay longer, have that be my intent. Cause we were kind of passing through. Um, but it did make me stay for like a half an hour because I cool. really enjoyed it. So nice. I highly recommend a drum circle anytime you can get close to one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what about you ladies? I have not, but I don't go places. You don't like people. <laughs> right, so. right. It's fair. It's fair. I mean, yeah, that's asking a lot. <laughs> but if see. you had an opportunity, what would you like to experience? The drum circle, you just totally sold it's that really one. It's really good. I find it amazing, yeah. It feels personal, but it feels connected. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like Burning Man, you know, where there's too damn many people and too much peyote <laughs> happening, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it felt like you could close your eyes and experience the same thing um, being with a group of four people or 40 people. It was, it was weird. It's good. Mm -hmm. Good weird. <laughs> Definitely intriguing, but I, you know, I'm open. I want to hear about all of you guys' experiences, too. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> As everyone looks to me. <laughs> no, I have not done any of those things. Um, Didn't you I do a know. thing in Greece with the firewalk, though? Yeah, well, that wasn't... I don't... I, I doubt natives were actually running that thing. Okay, all right, gotcha. But yeah, there was a... Um, it was supposed to be a... A fertility, it was the summer solstice okay. celebration thing, and there was a fire, and you're supposed to jump over it oh. to have good fertility. Did it feel very whitewashed, though? Or I, I think it was just an excuse to have a bonfire. On the okay, beach. all right. Like got it was, it. It was okay. not like <laughs> its intention was not spiritual. Yeah, there, there were no, there was no cultural things about <laughs> right. Um, but no, I haven't done any of those things. I've been to the Idol Jork. Like I enjoy right. the Idol Jork. I've been there. The, the they have um, 
at least before COVID, <laughs> they had um, a market. So they go oh, like yeah. all out. Oh, and yeah. that one's really good. And there's probably there was probably people I think playing so. music and yes. stuff around, yeah, but not true. like a big thing. Yeah, yeah. But no, that like that was really cool because I wanted to go to that for like years. And I finally had that weekend off so yeah. I could go for a couple hours. But yeah. Nice. Well, I, I had yes. a friend who was... Um, she was from Michigan. She was. She is unfortunately deceased. Oh, her gotcha. name was Teresa. <laughs> Loved her. Yeah. Um, she invited me to two of her sweat lodges. Ooh. She had a sweat lodge built, um, you know, of natural. Natural. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a yurt. No, it was not it was, like ooh. store bought or anything like that. Yeah, she yeah. had a sweat lodge in her backyard. Um, she lived in Speedway. Ah! <laughs> And um, <laughs> loved it, loved yeah. every minute of it, and um, miss her terribly. She was Anishinaabe, oh. uh, which is a tribe. Their their tribal lands are part in Michigan and part in, in northern Indiana. Okay, but the reservation is in Michigan. Gotcha. Mm. Oh, nice. But yes, and um, totally a spiritual, yeah, like. See. thing i was so proud to be included yeah you know it's an honor absolutely and then she invited me back oh, <laughs> so i must have behaved the first time <laughs> eden don't behave you're always invited back to everywhere you go it does make me think, um, so I've done sauna, I've done sauna quite a few times because I'm very Scandinavian, so I love the the sauna. It's always been like at a spa or something like that, uh-huh. but it's oh, the sweat lodge always made me think, oh my gosh, I'll bet you my ancestry would love the sweat lodge experience because it's already part sauna. <laughs> well, I mean, to but, a lot but then in the ex- spiritual, yeah. To a lot of extent, you know, um, indigenous peoples have a lot mm-hmm. of traditions and customs in common even yeah. if they're not yep you know especially around these parts weather related you know what i mean yeah. heat and temperature and you know mm-hmm. what i mean and moving with the earth and things like that i mean and it's very yes. grounding and it's very cleansing yeah absolutely yeah. oh i love that all right all right so sweet. my gal pal sweet as i build my <laughs> sweat lodge <laughs> in my backyard and right. invite you all <laughs> okay so my one cool gal pal yes. is Sasheen Littlefeather. Yes! Ooh. I know that yeah. name. Okay, so Sasheen Littlefeather was born on November 14th, so her birthday oh, is hey. coming up. Oh my gosh, Ooh. look at that. Uh, in 1946. Sweet. Um, so she'll be 75. Hey. Uh, she was born in Salinas, California, and her birth name was Maria Louise Cruz. Oh, okay. Her Any f- relations to Thomas Maypolar Cruz the third? Okay. <laughs> His name is Thomas Maypolar Cruz the third. Yeah. No. Anyway, go ahead. I don't think she's related to Penelope Cruz. Oh, not uh, the good Cruz. You're right. <laughs> Okay, so her father, Manuel Ibarra Cruz, was White Mountain Apache and Arizona Yaki. Her mother, Geraldine Marie Barnett, was of French, German, and Dutch ancestry. Ooh, look at that. So in 1969, um, 
as an activist, mm-hmm. she occupied Alcatraz Island. Oh, because I nice. talked about Wilma Mankiller, yes. who was on the nice. Along with other members of the activist group Indians of All Tribes. Yeah. They were protesting against the U.S. government's resistance to native land claims. Right, because nobody was using Alcatraz at the time. Right. So they're like, mm, Totally. <laughs> so while she was participating in these Indians of all tribes activities, she learned more about her Native American customs and um, an identity from the elders ah. and the other participants. Perfect. So after that, she changed her name from Maria Louise Cruz to Sasheen little feather uh, because she wanted to reflect her indigenous heritage Mm. yeah so in 1970 Uh she won the miss american vampire contest (laughs) love it (laughs) which which was a promotion (laughs) for the abc tv series dark shadows which was an american gothic soap opera featuring Mm -hmm. vampires that aired from 1966 to 1971. <laughs> so I was not American vampire. This. Such a weird show. I such a weird it. honor. <laughs> totally. But I'm so here for it. I know, right? Exactly. I love why, vampire. why not? Yes. So um, according to her website, sashinlittlefeather.net, uh, she began her acting career at the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco, California. Ah. She basically li- has lived her whole life in that kind of Bay Area of gotcha. Northern California. Oh, nice. So she attended the, the Con- American Conservatory Theater uh, in the early 70s and uh, became known for three uh, roles from films from the mid-1970s. So she was in The Trial of Billy Jack, which came out oh, in 74, okay. uh, yeah. Johnny Firecloud, which came out in 75, and Winterhawk, which also came out in 1975. All right. However, her claim to fame occurred at the 45th Annual Academy Awards Ceremony held in March 1973. And this is how I know her. Yes, this is how I think a lot of people know her. Bring it. So Marlon Brando, yes, the Marlon Brando, chose Littlefeather to accept slash refuse his Oscar that he won for his portrayal of Don Corleone in The Godfather. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, He was up for the best actor in a drama, Mm -hmm. and um, there were quite a few really great actors in that category that year, and he won. Um, But he wanted to bring some national attention to the treatment of American Indians in Hollywood and Mm -hmm. elsewhere, Mm -hmm. and he also wanted to bring attention to the 1973 siege at Wounded Knee South Dakota, oh, which was located, uh, which is located on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, okay. uh, where members of the American Indian Movement occupied for 71 days to protest conditions on the reservation. Uh-huh. There you go. That uh, didn't really go very well. It never. It was kind of terrible what happened yeah. there. Yeah. Anyway, so carrying this speech written mm-hmm. by Brando himself. Sasheen Littlefeather attended the Academy Awards dressed in full regalia, mm-hmm. full Apache regalia. And she formally refused to accept on his behalf Brando's Oscar win. Um, so according to Academy Awards acceptance speeches database, yes, um, 
So the 45th annual Academy Awards took place at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Mm -hmm. And the presenters for that award were a woman named Liv Ullman and Roger Moore. Right. James Bond himself. That's Roger Moore. Mm -hmm. So Moore was the one holding the Oscar trophy. Mm -hmm. And when he, and she came up on stage and then when he tried to hand it to her, she actually Mm -hmm. refused it. She didn't even want to touch it. Yeah. And so uh, she had prepared... Well, Brando had prepared for her, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this long speech. But, of course, the speeches at the Academy Awards are timed. You, yeah. get, you get a minute and that's it. Especially so, if you're political, uh, it yeah. can be shorter. Mm, totally. <laughs> so she gave a much truncated version. Mm-hmm. And she said, hello, my name is Sasheen Littlefeather. I'm Apache and I'm president of the National Native American Affirmative, Affirmative Image Committee. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you in a very long speech, which I cannot share with you presently because of time, but I will be glad to share with the press afterwards, that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry And then she has to pause because there's there's booing booing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she says, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And then she continues on. And on television in movie reruns. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I beg at this time that I have not intruded upon this evening and that we will in the future, our hearts and our understandings will meet with love and generosity. Thank you on behalf of Marlon Brando. Right. Her speech, this speech uh, has been copyrighted by the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences. And pass. Yes. <laughs> so, according to her IMDb page, mm-hmm. um, later in that same awards ceremony, which happened to be the first one that was televised around the world, oh. they had that technology. Oh, that That's time That's kind of why good. he picked it. Mm-hmm. Um, actor Michael Caine, mm-hmm. who was one of the night's co-hosts, he criticized Brando. But Mar- he does criticize I know. everything. But he said, <laughs> but, uh, yes, yes. letting some poor little Indian girl take the booze instead of standing up and doing it himself. That is... Which I can kind of see. I can kind of see that, No shade, too, because it is, I love me some little feathers. Right, exactly. And it also is some Brando. Totally. Going, wait Absolutely. a minute. You, Absolutely. You could have said this, too, exactly. son. Yeah. Um, and allegedly, <laughs> Coretta Scott King. Yeah, yeah. You know, Coretta oh, Scott yes. King. Mm-hmm. She called Little Feather to mm-hmm. thank her Aww. for the speech. Oh, that's very cool. So there is a website, uh, sasheenlittlefeather.net, and it's the only online site that's like officially her. Right, right. You can go to her. You can email her from there. Her um, mailing address is there. Um, And I guess a lot of people made other websites or um, email accounts. Yeah. And and this site says those are all fake and unauthorized. So... Uh, her Wikipedia page claims yeah. that in 1979, she co-founded the National American Indian Performing Arts Registry. Oh. That was basically to help 
uh, Native or Indigenous actors, you know, find acting roles. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, So this registry ended up helping several actors join the production of 1990s Dances with Wolves. Oh, very cool. Starring Kevin Costner. Yeah. So in the 80s, uh, she shared an Emmy Award as an advisor on PBS's 1984 program Dance in America, Song for Dead Warriors. Gotcha. Uh, then in 1992, she worked on two other PBS shows that premiered that year. Um, one is called Remember Me Forever, and the other one is The Americas Before Columbus. Ooh, I like uh, that. She's also gone on to pr- produce films on Native American health. Because oh, nice. she, cool. she ended up going to college and getting a, a health degree, health-related oh, degree. Oh, very cool. In uh, 2009, she gave testimony in a documentary called Real Engine, real as in R-E-E-L, oh, Real Engine, gotcha. about Native Americans in film. Oh, nice. <clears throat> uh, in 2019, IndianCountryToday.com published an article called... After 45 years, Sasheen Littlefeather reads the Oscars speech she wasn't oh. allowed to give oh, for the first time. Wow. Um, and that article discusses an online radio program called Native Trailblazers. Cool. Um, so on Friday, March 23rd, uh, 2018, she joined the show's hosts, Dolores and Vincent Schilling, to discuss her night at the Oscars back oh, cool. in 1973 when she was only allowed to give that like one minute Short version, version of yeah. Rando's refusal speech. Ah. Um, on that program, on the radio show, unlike at the Oscars, <laughs> right. Little Feather was finally able to read his entire speech. Nice. Um, afterwards, she told everybody, she revealed that it was the first time she'd ever been publicly allowed to give the speech that he wrote himself in yeah. its entirety. Wow. Hmm. Yes. Well, and better that, late than never, totally, but wow. Totally. Um, so, okay, so earlier this year, um, in April 2021, Foxnews.com with oh, no. contributions from the Associated <laughs> Press. Uh-huh. Uh, it's okay. Okay, all right. Uh, I see the AP's in there. Okay. <laughs> called Sasheen Littlefeather, who rejected Marlon Brando's Oscar in 1973, says she was blacklisted by Hollywood. I'm not surprised. Mm, not surprised yeah. at all. I mean, so, it sucks, but right. Yeah. So the article discusses a film project on her life. Um, that's about her life after she gave her mm. infamous uh, Academy Awards speech. Yeah. So the article's author, Stephanie Nolasco, writes that nearly 50 years later, the Native American actress has spoken out about how the stunning move ended her career. Mm. So uh, Little Feather is now considered an Apache elder, oh. and she is the subject of a documentary that came out in 2018. It's a film short just called Sasheen. Um, it details the the speech she gave at the Oscar and its aftermath. So she says that um, Brando uh, was delighted mm-hmm. by her performance mm-hmm. at the Oscars giving uh, that speech. Because he was didn't have to... Hella brave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. She was doing the heavy lifting Told in this she scenario. Was seriously, so, like, um, Wonder Woman-ish heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but afterwards, after she gave the speech, she claimed that she felt abandoned by Brando. And I can That's totally what see I why. Worry, yeah. she faced... 
all of this intense backlash. Yeah. So, um, so she says she was blacklisted by Hollywood and never acted again. Yeah. Um, Brand, I don't think Brando would have been able to protect her in that blacklist mm, either, though. Probably. I mean, probably he not. he burned some bridges in there oh, too. Totally, so. Totally. <laughs> um, so uh, she goes on to say it was the first time anyone had made a political statement at the Oscars. Uh-huh. Uh, this is something she says in the documentary. It was mm-hmm. the first Oscars ceremony to be broadcast by satellite yeah. all over the world, Oof. which is why Marlon Brando chose it. Uh-huh. Uh, she says, I didn't have an evening dress, so Marlon told me to wear my buckskin. That would be her Apache gotcha. regalia. Mm-hmm. Um, she said she could hear the boos and the jeers the minute she came on stage. Because yeah. I think the audiences kind of knew something was probably mm-hmm. going to be up. Yeah. Um, they are a bunch of gossip queens. Yeah. <laughs> and she also says in the documentary, later I learned six security guards had to hold back John Wayne. Oh. Who was in the wings. Damn it. And wanted to storm the stage and drag me off. I have some bad stories about John Wayne. Yeah, don't we all. <laughs> that anyway, was motherfucker. So anyway. kind of like, like what she was saying was true. Yes. Yeah. Basically. And, and it pissed off a white dude. What? And imagine that John Wayne made his living I doing know. all these cowboy and Indian That's type That's the ironicness movies. of a lot of his bullshit. And it's yeah. kind of like. She's mm-hmm. gonna side with the people you're always shooting at as the enemy right. in your movies. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just gonna overlook that. I know, good old Mr. Wayne. Mm. So anyway, um, <laughs> so she after the speech and after you know she left the Academy Awards, she went to Brando's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says he told me I'd done a good job. But, you know, she also says, I was blacklisted. Yeah. Um, or you could say redlisted. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I was ostracized everywhere I turned. No one would listen to my story or give me a chance to work. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, Brando passed away in uh, 2004. Okay. I, I remembered it was 2000s-ish. Yes. Okay, yes. got he it. Yeah. 80. Gotcha. All right. So this uh, documentary... Uh, was produced by One Bowl Productions. Okay. And if you, this is kind of a fun name. Yeah. So if you go to onebowlproductions.com, you can read a little write up about uh, the documentary. Short. Yes. Oh. It's only 26 minutes long. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not very long. Um, Sashin Littlefeather, you know, at this point is, um, she's an elder. In, you know, the White Mountain Apache. She's a Yaki elder. She obviously is a former actress. She's an activist. She's a dancer. She's an educator. She's a writer. She still lives in Northern California. And and this documentary is really her first opportunity to really tell her story. It's an important story, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, um, and she, you know, a lot of people, which is why this production group did this, mm-hmm. you know, feel that her voice was the first of many female voices, mm-hmm. you know, of brave women who yeah. have, you know, they've decided I'm going to be heard right. regardless of what anybody says. So, exactly. you know, these days we've got, you know, Standing Rock was not mm-hmm. that long ago. Exactly. We've got the Black Lives Matter movement. Now. We've got yeah. the Me Too movement. We've got mm-hmm. the Time's Up movement. A lot of these are run by women. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so she's really kind of, in a lot of ways, like the beginning of of 
that. I mean, kind of. She at least gave us a visual example of if you can see it, you can be it. You know what I mean? Of using your using your voice and using your culture to be like, you know what? Not cool. Let's do better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So uh, she she says at one point, uh, and I quote, a society that does not recognize diversity is an atrocity. Oh, that's good. I'm kind of down with that. Yes. (laughs) I love how it rhymes. Totally. Um, She goes on to say that Brando chose the Academy Awards to make his statement because it was the first one that was going to be televised by satellite all over the world. Mm -hmm. He was extremely troubled that Hollywood was perpetuating these stereotypes. He was also extremely troubled. Let's just also... Well, there's also that, yeah. So so Hollywood was was perpetuating stereotypes that you know, we still deal with, yeah, yeah. you know, when it comes to indigenous Americans mm-hmm. now, because people have an expectation of what an quote unquote Indian looks like right, exactly. or what they do or whatever. So a lot of people think, Oh, they must've all died out. Cause I don't see any. Right. When they're, they're just in movies with here. John Wayne. Totally. <laughs> so, um, so, okay. So, um, of course, you know, there were all these um, racist tactics of defamation of, of character mm. against her. Mm. Um, she got death threats. Oh. She was labeled a B-movie actress. Some people called her a stripper, a puppet. Oh, Some what? people tried to say she wasn't really Indian and that instead she was just Mexican. Oh although, who is just Mexican? <laughs> like, what? Like, what? Anyway. Like, mm, no. Yeah, like, backhanded compliment. <laughs> Can you say right. a lot of people said she was a fraud? Um, she says, uh, there's an old saying if you don't like the message, you kill the messenger. Yes, absolutely. and I was the messenger, yeah. I was blacklisted, I was ostracized everywhere I turned. Mm-hmm. No one would listen to my story. Johnny Carson, Dick Cavett, and others who had shows didn't yeah. want me on their shows. Interesting, I never worked again in the industry. The doors were closed tight, never to reopen. Mm. But there's light at the end of this Yay! tunnel. <laughs> so she, uh, even though she was forced out of the of of the Hollywood spotlight, yes. she was really kind of introduced to another kind of spotlight. She went to work with Mother Teresa. Oh my mm, goodness! I didn't realize uh, she founded the American Indian AIDS Institute. Oh wow! She traveled the world to study food systems. She became a health educator, oh, and nice. of course formed the National American Indian Performing Arts Registry, nice. which is a not for profit. Um, that encourages the film industry to hire mm-hmm. actual indigenous, indigenous people. people. Yes, thank you. To play indigenous people. What, what a concept! What a thought! My anyway. goodness. <laughs> so as of uh, this summer, yeah, summer 2021. Like I said, she still lives in Northern California. Unfortunately, she's been battling stage four breast cancer Mm -hmm. that has metastasized to her right lung. Oh, crap. So technically, she's terminally ill. And she says she feels like she's looking over the Grand Canyon of her life. She sees a lot of things and reflects on the wisdom that comes with the passing of time Mm -hmm. and all with remarkable humor, which I thought was kind of nice. That's a very nice way to look at it. One more little thing to add in 2014, I think we might all remember that uh, the 87th uh, 
Academy Awards um, drew a lot of criticism for the lack of diversity right. in mm. the various uh, nominations. Right. Oscars so white hashtag. And the hashtag mm-hmm. was Oscars so white. Yeah, it was. That began trending <laughs> everywhere. Uh-huh. Well, because well, legend- it was true. Totally. <laughs> and they had been so white for yeah. quite a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I think about movies that I think, oh, this should be up for an award. Yeah. And then award season came. Nothing. You know, and, and nothing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. Interesting. So anyway, allegedly, actress uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, okay, uh, the mm-hmm. wife of Will Smith, mm-hmm. right? Um, Who got mother of Willow? And right, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, Gallo mad. Yes, she <laughs> <laughs> she boycotted the ceremony that year, mm-hmm. and she cited a Sasheen Littlefeather yeah. as her inspiration. She did, right. and I and love that it that brought that back too. Exactly. Because I'm like going, wait a second. Because somebody remembered the sacrifice right. that Little Feather made. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking up for somebody else. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Correct. And correct. I mean, a lot of people said that Jada was, you know, mad that Will wasn't nominated for concussion. True. Because he did a fantastic job in that and was not nominated. And frankly, he mm-hmm. probably should have been nominated. Yes, at least a nomination with yes. that particular crop that that was that year. Exactly. It did feel, especially he was nominated for the, the Globes, for the Screen Actor. Like he was nominated everywhere like else. everywhere. So it seemed very odd. So that was the only thing where the Sashin it felt separate from Marlon Brando because we didn't know them as like, you know, as a couple or yes. together where yes. Jada speaking up for Will as well as speaking up for Oscar. So white, it felt like she had skin in the game, Yes, but at the same time, her saying like, you know, how Sasheen inspired her. I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I see where her, her little kernel yes. of inspiration exactly. came from. So it's nice so. that things, you know, that people remember her, Yes, you know, and it's nice that people pay homage to her mm-hmm. and the sacrifice she made and that they stand up. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, just personally, um, you know, I, I've got a lot of, I really got up in my feelings about Marlon Brando. <laughs> right. You know, doing, I never yeah. really thought about it before Oof. until I was doing all yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, Because I've seen the clip. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. kind of all, you know, Googled it and watched it on I YouTube I feel like it's whatever. on every Oscars montage kind of, as yeah. well. Like, let's look back at the right. last 50 years. Exactly. There she is. <laughs> exactly. But I really got all up in my feelings because I'm like, you know, just the, I, I mean, I, I get the idea that you want to draw attention mm-hmm. to an indigenous um, cause, yeah. uh, indigenous discrimination, mm-hmm. bigotry against indigenous people. And I understand the idea that, you know, the best voice to voice those things are people who are of that ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So yes. I get the idea that you're trying not to be white savior. Right. Mm-hmm. I totally but that you get still that. Are being white savior. But <laughs> the problem is I wonder if he and I, I would like to think he it never crossed his mind. Right, his intention? Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking, how can you not think that that would tank her career? It's not like she mm-hmm. had a Brando-sized career. No, mm-hmm. she. it was easily a sacrificial lamb yes. for the cause. Yes, yes. Now, yes. if he would have... Um, if he would have put aside money for her career, if he would have, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm going to pay for your college education so that you can have a livelihood beyond that would have been something different. You know what I mean? That would have been using your power and your influence and your money to make sure somebody else's life was ruined. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. because I'm going to, to ask you to do this, 
And, you know, because she was still young. Yeah. You know, um, when this happened. Oh, yeah. She's so, a baby. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like she may not have realized that it would tank her career. Right. But he had to know that there would at least be some bad backlash. He knows Hollywood. Uh, at that yes. point, he knew Hollywood and how mean they were. I mean, hello. He lived through the, the, the 50s with the, yeah, the, the McCarthy, McCarthy era. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and, and the, the blacklisting of the actors. He knows how bad it can be. Absolutely. Um, I just watched a documentary about Rita Marino. And Rita uh-huh. Marino had an on again off again thing like 15 20 years with brando where he needed her when he needed her and discarded her when Mm. so i i worry that that's also a pattern because this was around that same time of using women for what he needed them for right but i want to give him just a tiny like okay 10 percent hope that he's trying to do a good thing yeah 90% 90% yeah. let me just find and a sacrificial also, lamb. <laughs> yes. And it also makes me wonder because obviously, you know, there's a stigma about talking about um, mental health issues yeah, yeah. now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then. And definitely then yeah. it wasn't what you talked about, especially if you were famous and whatever. Right. So it's kind of like. You know, was he a little unstable, unstable yeah. and needing, <laughs> you know, some intervention, uh, some always professional intervention, whatever. <laughs> right. You know, and so maybe he wasn't he didn't quite have the clarity. Right. To make and who's going to call him on it? Yeah. 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 It's Brando. Yes. Stella! I know. And this is right after Godfather where everybody's like, oh, we totally yes. forgot what a genius Brando yes. was. And I'm like, did you? Did you really forget? Because right. he's going to make you a, a deal that you can't pass up. <laughs> exactly. You know, or however the line yeah. goes. Make an offer he can't refuse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway. So that's my gal pal. I love knowing more about her now. Absolutely. Fant- Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So, anybody have any questions? Dun, dun, dun. Have you ladies ever seen her uh, acceptance, non-acceptance speech in a little montage thing? I have not. So that's what I was doing. Eating. Oh, okay. I was yeah, looking yeah. at pictures of her. <laughs> yes, there you go. Giving See this speech. Kind of yeah. Give I was context. like on my phone and I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm really paying attention. I just need a visual to go <laughs> Which with this is story. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to like YouTube and in the, in the search bar, you type mm-hmm. in Sasheen Littlefeather Oscar mm-hmm. speech right. or Marlon Brando. Even Brando Oscar speech. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll come up and it's, yeah. it can't be longer than two minutes. Yeah. You know, but it starts out with with the two, mm-hmm. you know, announcing the, you know, it, our next category is right. and our nominees are. And then it ends with her um, awkward leaving the stage. <laughs> and they're like, what do I do with this statue totally, now? Totally, oh. totally. But you know what? To his credit, I mean, Roger Moore, like ever the British gentleman, <laughs> you know, he didn't make a big deal. He just went with the flow right, exactly. and kept it moving. <laughs> so he just held on to it and, and walked off, you know, as very British. Totally. <laughs> a highly British. Moment. I do not have feelings about this whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so, um, okay, well that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week for our next gal pal who will share her one cool thing as gal pals as gal pals as gal's <laughs> guide podcast continues thanks for listening for show notes links and images from this week's show visit galsguide.org want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers become a gal's guide patron today thanks for listening <laughs>